0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to
1: Somebody Save Us. It is a Smallville retrospective podcast where every week, me and my co-host Ashley go through an episode of Smallville because that's what the show is about. Nailed it.
0: Nailed it. We have nothing better to do. so <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about a show that is 20 some years old.
0: Yes. We yes. like to relive our youth. So this is how we're going to do it.
1: It's the only thing that makes me feel alive.
0: <laughs> it's the only time I put my teeth in.
1: Oh, oh, Dave, <laughs> my teeth. This uh, is like recovering Nocturne.
0: Which means what? Nighttime, right? Nocturne, Nocturna. Yeah.
1: The yeah. Nocturne.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> which it all like opens on nighttime. So it was apt- aptly named. Aptly named.
1: Yeah, there was a bit of like, uh, like Tim Burton ass music playing as like Lana is like riding through the fog into the spooky graveyard. And
0: yeah, so question: Does yeah. this episode essentially just take place like right after the last episode? Because in the last episode, Lana was like riding on her horse. So was she just like we're just continuing on now, and she's just continued into the graveyard?
1: It's, you know, it's like very m- nonspecific always how much time has passed. Like it can be as convenient as them saying that it's been weeks or whatever, but we can just assume it hasn't been that long because of how Clark and Lana's uh, rapport is early in the episode, which we'll eventually get to. But right now she like rolls up to her parents' grave um, and just there is a random letter sitting on top of it
0: <laughs> and it's so like intricately uh stylized like it, you can tell like it's nice calligraphy for her name it's got a freaking wax seal on the back with an actual like little coat of arms or whatever on it's it like a like it's,
1: there's a b it's, on it
0: it's it's quite intricate i gotta say like Uh, To have that sitting on your parents' gravestone, I think, would give me instant creepy vibes. But, like, not to Lana, apparently.
1: (laughs) And honestly, when I started watching this one, I couldn't remember what, what episode this was. And so, like, even just from the name, and, like, I forgot that we even talked about what it was about last week. Other than it being, like, some kid that Clark and... Lana befriend. But mm-hmm. in the next scene where we see somebody running through the woods and then him tripping and some dog barking at him and then some old man shooting him in the face and then it going into the credits like, it's like what the, what the fuck?
0: It, it goes from like zero, well let's say it goes from like a three of like intrigue with Lana to like a twenty freaking seven like with getting kids shot in the face. It was, and it then was it's, very interesting.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like it doesn't. I guess it doesn't go to the credits, bef- like right after he gets shot. So he gets shot, and then he wakes up, and it's you know it's clear it was a tranquilizer. And this old fucking dude is his dad somehow.
0: <laughs> Grandpa. Yeah. They 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 had kids in their forties. Okay, some people do it. It's weird, but they do Sorry. it.
1: <laughs> it's not his dad. It's not his dad. It's his father. His
0: father. Yes. It's and his father. Father was... warns him that if he ever tries to escape again next time it won't be a tranquilizer dart
1: it'll be cold lead son
0: what a fucking asshole <laughs> Jesus. Yeah.
1: then we get the credits
0: then credits yeah
1: and yeah yeah but uh yeah i mean I, I don't have i don't have a ton of notes i just have sort of stuff talking about like just the start of a scene and then we'll kind of You know go as we go but like the next one i think it is just the start of the school day where lana and chloe are walking down the hallway talking about this random letter
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then clark i like that they're like chatting about it and then pete kind of comes in and then they're going into the torch or whatever, like through the doorway. And then Clark comes up. He's like, Hey guess, what's up? And you totally see Lana give like the most audible eye roll I've ever freaking seen in my life. Like she, she's, she's yeah. so uncomfortable with Clark's presence at this point. So yeah, you're right. I don't think that it's been, it's definitely not been a lot of time if it's not like next day or so, it's only been a couple of days. Cause that, that wound still be fresh.
1: Yeah, and like she, and like it's pretty clear when you know, like Chloe mentions the thing, and then Clark wants her to elaborate, and then looks at the letter, and he's like, "Yeah, probably a stalker." And the <laughs> one is just like, "Fuck you, Clark! You didn't know shit."
0: <laughs> and do you notice, like, maybe it was just me and like my my hate for Chloe, but did you notice that, like, as the tension was happening between, like. Lana uh-huh. and Mark's gazes. Chloe was almost like, "Yeah, karma's a bitch, isn't it?" Uh-huh. She was like, uh-huh. she was like,
1: she was like that gif of Jack Nicholson where he's like nodding <laughs> yeah. and smiling. It was basically that.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So you know, Chloe is just fucking loving it. She's living for their little freaking feud because it is. Mm, she loves like, her pain. Yeah, Clark is totally getting like a taste of his own medicine, I guess, and is the way that she sees it. And then Pete is just kind of st- sitting around, like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Like, just yeah, typical. Doesn't really the one
1: the one difficult. line I pulled out of this one was where Lana is like rolls her eyes at Clark's response and is like, "Clark Kent, Man of Steel,"
0: mm-hmm. which is actually the first time Man of Steel gets mentioned in the Smallville series.
1: Interesting. <laughs>
0: You can fact check that for me if you'd like to, but Amazon told me, so it must be true.
1: Interesting. Well, it has to be true. Amazon yeah. said so.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, so Daddy she, she freaking pieces out and everybody else is just thoroughly like awkwarded out completely. And yeah, yeah. Clark is like, yep, no, it's a total stalker. It's totally a freaking creep. Only on, I'm the only one allowed to creep on Lana. Nobody else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's sort of, uh, there's a scene uh, out at uh, this kid's house where we just see the dad like reinforcing the basement and it's like really loud grating drilling and we see the kid just kind of like suffering in the basement, but that's Mm -hmm. really all it is at this point. Um,
0: Yeah, that was such a weird scene. Like to me, I don't understand why the scene was so short. Like they could have at least had like some dialogue because like to me, it felt like the the dad was just down there, like soldering away at this metal, like just to be a dick and just to, like annoy his son. I know he was like reinforcing a door, but like it to me, I was like, this this is the most weird. It was a five second scene or a 10 second scene. And to me, I'm like, it had no place like it just seemed useless.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe it was just to try to put a little bit of a bookend between, like, Lana telling uh, her classmates about the letter, and then cut directly into the talent Mm -hmm. where Lex is creeping on a 11th grade girl's uh, personal (laughs) life, just invading her personal space by being like, I'm just going to read this.
0: (laughs) Okay, and not only that, okay, but he reads it, and then you know, they, they, they start swapping poetry because, of course, Lex is now suddenly a, a superior poet and Lana's like, oh, I didn't know you read poetry. And then Lex totally gives her, like, the fuck-me eyes and he's like, seduction is, is um, you know, is uh, poetry is all about seduction. And he's yeah. totally giving her, like, that five-year jail sentence uh, kind of vibe. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's,
1: he's, he's been reading the game
0: <laughs> he's testing those minor waters that's for sure he's absolutely testing them. yeah
1: he's uh, like there's the part even where even where he's like he quotes that uh, I actually wrote down the quote it's take me to you imprison me for I never shall be free not ever chased except you ravish me and you're like he's like and she's just like oh John Donne
0: <laughs> just like, the panties the panties you could almost hear them drop on the floor Almost. Yeah.
1: Just they—they they became so soaked. This slid off. Is that what <laughs> pretty, we're saying?
0: Pretty much. Well, then they wouldn't float to gross. the floor. They wouldn't. They wouldn't float <laughs> to the floor. They go down with a splat. But you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> A sploot. <laughs> oh shit! So yeah. So after Lex totally tries to seduce Lana, uh, mm-hmm. you know, unknowingly, then Clark rolls in, right? And he's still. Yeah. He's still upset about the letter. And Lana, again, like, I love her in this season because she is just not having it. She's not having it for anything. Anything he says, if it's not an honest answer, she's like, fuck you, Clark. I'm out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she's like, well, you don't want to be open with me, so why should I be open with you?
0: Exactly. Yep. So I'm loving Lana in this season so far. She is like a take control, give no shits type of bitch, and I'm here for it. So I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah. And then we get like the first uh, Lionel and Lex scene where we see some poor fucker. (laughs) Poor uh, Tad. Or Tad, just getting dressed down by Lionel. Like, he doesn't even know, he doesn't know he's getting fired, but the audience does immediately.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I know, I love it so much, it's so good. (laughs) And even he's like, uh, as you can see, well, uh, I mean, I guess not really see, but as you can ascertain. And then, yeah, Lionel is just basically like, you know what, Tad, you're a big old fuck-up, so you're fired.
1: He's like, I'll have uh, I'll have your things mailed to you. Yeah. Goodbye.
0: I know. Won't even let him like clean out his desk. He's gonna mail things to him. That's so funny. I love that. Yeah.
1: And Lionel. Uh, so Lex has been basically performing the interviews for these people, and he kind of questions. He's like, so so what you're saying, Dad, is that because these people aren't good enough for you i've somehow failed and lionel's like oh since you put it that way uh yeah that's kind of what i'm saying yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. thanks for my finishing son is a... my sentence, son
1: yes my son is a failure
0: <laughs> and yeah even uh lex was like so even i you know you expect everyone to be perfect like even i wouldn't be able to like hold up to your standard and lionel's like "Yep, yeah, but you know no one's perfect and just like freaking walks out with this pimp stick like totally shutting him down
1: <laughs> just he's got that he's got that pimp cane walk
0: yeah just, you bet he does absolutely
1: and, and then he's sitting outside uh with his speaking and spell and Mar- martha shows up
0: yes because he's trying to so this is where i got a little bit confused so it was like He wanted to read the newspaper, but at the same time, he didn't want to listen to the person talking about the news article. Like, that kind of threw me. And then he's sitting there with, like, a non-braille newspaper just humming and hawing over what he should do, his predicament.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's totally, I I think at this point, he's still kind of like, yeah, I think I'm going to get my vision back. So I'm not even going to learn braille.
0: Yeah, I guess. Like, not even try to learn braille. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, Martha comes on in. And so then she's kind of like bantering about like how basically Lionel should be, uh, you know, Lex, Lex totally loves Lionel. And like, they should just be one big happy family, Um, you know, like real people and, you know, he's not having it. Well, for the most part gets her to like sit down or she sits down and she takes it upon herself to like start reading the article to him where you're learning that, um, the stock price for Lex has like plummeted or is going to go down because of this, like business that they shut down or they stopped funding or whatever. And I love, I love that Martha. So then she's like, Oh, that's really, really smart. You know, um, make it, make your shareholders, you know, nervous. So that when the plant shuts down, it's really like not as bad as it seems. And I'm sitting here like, you mean misleading the shareholders, which is like one of the most illegal things that you could possibly ever illegal in the house of illegal. He, <laughs> like,
1: yeah, it's like, well, I think the way she plays plays it is so that when he's downplaying it, so that when the returns come back, it's not, it doesn't seem like such a big hit.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, and she, he's just impressed with her business acumen. And I think basically at that point, she's already, he's already decided he's going to hire her, like before she's even walked away.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And like it plays right into, you know, he's obviously very interested in Clark Kent now because of everything that went down in like the last two episodes ago or whatever with the bullets. So yeah, it's just his little way of getting his little dirty claws into that Kent family. So I guess we'll see where that goes.
1: Yep. Uh, (laughs) The next scene is in the, is in the basement. We get a little bit of flavor uh, with, uh, with this kid Byron and his mom. And apparently his mom insulted him by buying him an Edgar Allan Poe book. But look, this fucking kid for sure, is a po' boy.
0: Oh, absolutely. Actually, He's just I've- a
1: po' boy from a po' family.
0: <laughs> I have dubbed him uh, Interview with a Vampire, because that's who okay. he totally reminds me of. So, Interview with a Vampire and Mother have a chat. And <laughs> all you all you know is that he did something to, like, deserve to be in the cellar, because he, like, hurt his dad the last time he went outside or something like that.
1: Yeah, they're like tiptoeing around it and like not really being specific. And I think that's kind of, you know, I think if they spoiled it too early, it would kind of, the episode wouldn't be about anything. It's already not really about anything. Um,
0: but well, yeah, I don't it's... Know. You know what? Yes and no. And I'll, I'll tell you why at the very, very end of the episode, and I'm going to make a note so I can return to it, why Why this episode is not about nothing.
1: <laughs> okay. <All laughs> okay. Right. All right. okay. okay all right uh but he so he waits for her to leave and then he seals that letter he was hiding
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then he moves over and moves his like my chemical romance poster out of the way and like <laughs> or I, I guess i mean, i don't even know if they were a thing in 2002 maybe yeah they were anyway I
0: think they were yeah i'm pretty sure they were
1: uh but he moves that out of the way and he escapes. Like, I guess he's been digging a hole through the wall. So.
0: yeah, He just moves this one, like, massive freaking brick. brick. Like, holy shit. It was like a huge, like, concrete slab. Just pulls it out one-handed.
1: And Lana is just casually sleeping in the graveyard. <laughs> like,
0: I love that scene. Like, honestly, like, as I was watching it, it was... I had a very audible, like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) when when it comes to that, because I was just like, who does this? This is odd. So, at first, because I didn't, like, catch on, I thought that she was like visiting their grave and just like fell asleep while chatting like with her parents or something like yeah. that. But it she's actually waiting for like a letter from her stalker secret admirer. So then yeah. you know Vampire Boy comes in and yeah. it all comes into play.
1: Yeah. And but they so they're chatting and he's kind of staying a little bit back. Um, but she I guess at some some point she gets a little bit closer to him and she goes to flash a flashlight on him. And right at that instant, Clark comes barreling out of the woods and like spooks the kid and he falls and smashes his head open on a grave.
0: (laughs) I know he comes and he's like, get away from her. It's totally barges in. And so this is, I love this again. I love the logic in this show sometimes and how Mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous it is. So falls on the gravestone they're like oh my god are you okay and he's like yeah i think i'm okay and then he like puts his hand on his head rubs behind his head pulls his hand away there's blood on his fingers he passes out so where do they go
1: the hospital so
0: stupid (laughs) so dumb (laughs) <laughs> is was well, healthcare in America that bad back then that even then they're like we can't afford it we can't afford this, has got to take him to the coffee shop like Jesus <laughs>
1: yeah I mean that's the thing that's it that's where the episode uh, uh, requires a little bit of a leap of logic for you oh,
0: because absolutely. yeah they have to
1: have the conversation where like he mistakes Clark for Lana's boyfriend which Lana very quickly dispels. She's like, no, no, no. This is not my boyfriend.
0: <laughs> yeah, not this fuckboy. boy.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't date such a lying liar.
0: <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, And Clark is like, you can tell he's so uncomfortable. He's very out of his element because even freaking Byron is like reciting some poetry and he has no clue what he's talking yeah. about like whatsoever. And Lana is just like lapping it up like holy crap she's loving every second of it yeah and then yeah. they find out that they have literally been at the talon for like the last seven hours apparently like- yeah
1: well there's a point where there's a point where clark notices the scar on his wrist oh
0: yeah yeah yeah, and yeah, he's like right.
1: hey uh so how are things uh at home bud
0: yeah they're fine it's fine no
1: it's all good it. overprotective <laughs>
0: So then, yeah, they, so they take Byron home, they drive him, which I think is really interesting choice of what to do because he escaped. So he obviously doesn't want like mom and dad to know, and you roll up in a dusty old farm truck.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're down the driveway a bit. Like he jumps out well before and he kind of runs the rest of the way, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's still kind of within eye, like eye view because they see him run up the steps Right into the barrel of his dad's gun, basically. His (laughs) dad basically puts the gun down his
0: throat. Oh, my God. So aggressive. Jesus. (laughs) And they don't do anything. Like, I guess, I guess, what were they going to do? They do do something. It's just that, like, they don't spring into action. Like, yeah instantaneously but like yeah i guess when you really think about it like what were they going to do against a guy with a gun like obviously clark can do whatever he wants but you know the yeah. world doesn't know that yet so
1: there was there was just like also right at the end of that scene after the guy is like if i ever see you on my property again i'll shoot you to death uh there's just like a weird cut to the dog just barking for i think the the scene's like 11 minutes long
0: oh my god like, i know the dog, and-,
1: and i'm just like does So for for like uh, for a stunt animal to get paid, does it have to appear on screen for a certain amount of time? Like like it was, it's such a long. It's it's really actually not that long. It's maybe five seconds, but it does not need to be there at all
0: no when it you know what to me when a dog is barking continuously without stopping 11 seconds yeah. does feel like a fucking eternity so like i get it yes <laughs> the dog yes. continually barks even when he's not like on the screen but yeah you're right it kind of cuts to the dog but i mean it's it's just like more of like i think upping the creepy like intense factor of like where byron <laughs> is living You yeah. know what I yeah mean?
1: So. Well, yeah, we see inside, like we've seen inside the house a couple times now, and it basically just looks like the cabin f- from the beginning of Resident Evil Seven.
0: Pretty much. Like it's just. No, I don't. Fuck. We haven't been inside. We haven't been inside yet. We've only. I seen guess the we, I we guess have. I guess we've only seen yet. the
1: cellar. Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: But oh, uh, so I guess we get our scene on the farm where Martha's like, "Hey, I'm gonna work for the Luthers," and Daddy Kent's like, "What? Well?
0: Yeah, no." <laughs> And I love too that he goes like the typical like bruised male ego way where he's, he's like, like, Oh, is life on the farm not good enough for you anymore? <laughs> like
1: <laughs> yeah. when
0: she's when she's literally like, We always, you know, we could always use more money, like, you know, we've we're going through some financial issues and I've always been wanting to go back to work. And then he he whips out with the, oh, formal life's not good enough for
1: you. He really really opens up the closet and drags out his uh, jump to conclusions mat.
0: Absolutely. Does a little yoga on it, just for funsies. And, um, yeah, like, I just, that kind of, like, I understand where he's coming from. But, I mean, like, he's been married to Martha for how long? He should know by now. When that woman puts her mind to something, it's going to fucking happen, no matter what he says. They
1: are, they are, it seems like they are about to like argue about it more, but then Clark shows up with Lana and they're like, um, were you guys out all night? And Clark's (laughs) like, oh no, no, I wish. But, um, (laughs) we, uh, we, we met a boy that we're pretty sure is being abused. And to his credit, like Jonathan's just like, yeah, fuck, let's go. And they show up at the farm with Sheriff Ethan um, but then the parents are just like, uh, actually, that's fucked up that you're coming here about our son because he's been dead for eight years. He drowned in Crater Lake.
0: Mm-hmm. Which,
1: So at this point of the episode, while I was watching it, I think I paused for a second and I was like, hang on a second. And I was thinking about season one. Uh-huh. And in season one, the fifth episode of season one, uh, a dude drowns in Crater Lake and comes back as an ice boy and like the only th- he needs to feed off of people's body heat.
0: Oh, um, okay. yeah. And I was
1: like, Oh, it is possible that he could have drowned in the lake. Cause it's like the resurrection lake. It just brings people back to life with random powers. But then that's actually not really true. Like that's not yeah. how we got his powers
0: yeah right the parents are just like trying to get the cops like away from their house obviously and just make up this stupid story but this is so this is the note that i freaking made okay so Mm -hmm. cop clark lana daddy can't roll up to the house okay yeah how could this cop not get like serious serial killer vibes from this house okay so was Mm -hmm. it Was it the lack of no trespassing and keep out signs? Was it the lack of a rabid fucking teeth bearing barking dog on a chain? Maybe it was the lack of random animal antlers and bones that were hanging on display. Maybe it was the lack of the wife's fear plastered all over her face as soon as they look at her oh wait it wasn't lacking any of those things because all of those things existed in that house and the cop was still like oh no everything's fine here
1: everything's fine here i mean sheriff ethan is not a good cop (laughs) he's the best thing about him is his mustache
0: yeah pretty much pretty freaking much now to his credit uh, like daddy kent is like no something's going on he's he's know something's up and so then yeah a cop ethan is like okay well i'll i'll get a warrant because you think something's going on
1: yeah
0: yeah (laughs) oh god and then it cuts to freaking byron and he's now he's like fully chained like to a wall
1: oh not yet i think it's it's uh chloe they're at the torch and chloe has like printed off a color photo of his death certificate
0: Mm -hmm. that's expensive
1: Um, and, and then kind of, like, gives them the lowdown on, like, yeah, he appears to be dead, but also the same doctor that performed his, or that signed his death certificate also was the one who performed tests on him during this, like, weird thing that was happening, experiment that was happening.
0: And, yeah, they don't really go into anything about why the purpose of this experiment existed, like, yeah. Chloe says, oh, it was an experiment for anti-social kids. Like, God damn, yeah. just let introverts be introverts. Holy shit. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> You're not an extrovert, so we're going to stab you with hundreds of needles. and
0: <laughs> There's a high you... chance of death, but, you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> but, but maybe but maybe you'll be a go-getter after.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. And then, yeah, so, so of course, Lana, like, it tugs on her heartstrings, because why wouldn't it? Of course, and so she, yeah. She wants to go and look for Byron. And then, much to our surprise, of course, Clark, he's like, oh no, we should wait for the police. Like, to do something.
1: Yeah. Well, there's that there's there's that scene uh where um Lex and Lionel are just like bantering around the piano. And mm-hmm. like Lex is just like, you better stay the hell away from the Kents. Uh and obviously he for his own reasons. Like Lex is like, my investigation becomes a lot harder if you're involved and yeah. sniff around, you know, obviously he just can't say that to his dad, but, uh, Lionel... his, dad,
0: his dad's totally onto it. Cause even Lionel says he's like, Oh, I'm sure the Kents would find it interesting that you've been like meddling in their affairs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like late. I think later on, there's a scene where Alex is talking to Clark and he's like, after all the times that, you know i offered to help you your mom goes to work for my dad
0: yeah that's like that's a little bit like later on in the episode and yeah absolutely i i was like really lex honestly like the next thing they should just accept free money instead of working for it holy shit the,
1: the next scene is actually the uh the pete and clark doing their uh their favorite activity breaking and entering <laughs>
0: And now I feel sorry for the dog because the poor dog comes up violently tries to like gnash on Clark's arm, but because he's like, you know, Superman. Yeah. The the dog basically breaks all of his teeth and goes away whimpering.
1: (laughs) But yeah, like, like Clark gets in there and then like Pete's kind of outside keeping it, keeping watch. Clark goes in, just finds Byron right away, goes up and just breaks the lock and he's just like, Oh, rusty lock.
0: Yeah. Mm." Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Um, So so of course I assumed that Byron was going to die by the end of the episode. I was like, well, now he's, he's but okay. I want to go back really quick to when they first entered the house, because I made, I made, I made a funny observation. Um, So I say they enter what I can only assume is like every rural red state house in America, you know, guns, dead animals all over the place. The only thing it was needing was a bunch of MAGA hats was all that was missing.
1: Yeah, and it was uh obviously like there were no lights on at no. all anywhere. Like it was it was Resident Evil 7 basically. Yes.
0: No, uh, do you do you did you ever watch The Office? Yes. Okay, so Last it reminds time. me of yeah. yeah, it reminds me of Dwight Schrute's house. <laughs> <laughs> it's the I'm Schrute residence. I'm expecting Moe's to just like creep out from the freaking shadows.
1: <laughs> oh Christ
0: oh god so yeah so then uh, they so they escape
1: but like uh, Byron doesn't want to go like Clark basically drags him outside
0: yeah and Byron's freaking out
1: Clark has fucked around and now he finds out
0: as he gets chucked clear across the yard into a shed
1: yup and then dude straight murders Pete just fucking throws him right through the car window and just oh, fucking my- kills him <laughs> kills him dead
0: Oh, Jesus. Thank- That's not true. He doesn't die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this is one of the first times where it's like, okay, Pete just suffered a multiple verte- vertebrae shattering injury. Yeah. And it's fine. Just a hairline fracture.
0: Yeah, I know, right? He got—he smashed into a car. The car dented inwards. He smashed into the front seats through the windshield. And all he did was hurt his arm. Seriously. Yeah that's so stupid so yeah so then it cuts to the hospital with like pete in the bed yeah. and then you know daddy kent is like you went there why didn't you wait for the cops clearly about to get like upset yeah and then wasn't clark like oh he was chained to a wall dad like holy shit like i had to do something yeah,
1: yeah. And he's like "And i tried to stop him and 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 johnson's like hold up you tried to stop him
0: oh yeah yeah and then- he's
1: like chuck clark's like yeah he's strong
0: as fuck yeah (laughs) so then they go back to the house so it cuts out from the hospital and then clark and daddy kent go back to that house and they go to the cellar the mother has like let them in yeah so they're like looking around and here okay so here is partially why i think the show is more about something than nothing. So in this scene, so you have now this kid with ridiculous strength and crazy powers. The parents don't know how to control it. The you know, they don't know what to do. So they put him in the, Walk cell in the basement lock him in a basement for his safety right and the Mm -hmm. mother was like we felt like the monsters like we feel like monsters for doing this like to our son and this and that and the other thing but like you see the parallel between like the kent's and byron's family like both cup a couple who live out on the farm and have a kid with crazy powers and all this kind of stuff and so it's it's interesting to see like you get to see the two sides of it so you see the parents who can't handle it and don't know what to do and do everything wrong whereas with you know superman you the kents always have quote-unquote done everything right you know to raise an upstanding you know citizen
1: yeah they are they are really like uh it basically just juxtapose the uh like what if the kents had been pieces of shit
0: exactly yeah so i really liked that and you notice it like as she's explaining it because like daddy kent is like quite intense with his gaze as he as she's telling the story and then you even see clark because in the end she she even mentions it's like having an alien in her house and you can see that clark kind of turns from like thinking this guy is a crazy stalker bad guy to having a bit more compassion like you kind of see that empathy yeah he's got a little empathy so like so i really liked that i liked that they that we got an episode with the parallel here where you can see like it can definitely go one of two ways so like yeah yeah, i I liked what they did with that part of the episode i really liked it
1: yeah and the scene the next scene is where lana and clark are at the talon and clark is trying to talk lana out of going to try to find him um But then, like Chloe shows up to be like, "Look, this is like maybe what's happening um, w- with with this like pharmaceutical company, and guess who owns this pharmaceutical company?" Mm-hmm. Um, and like Clark's like, "Yeah, I'll go talk to Lex about it." Um, but Chloe is doing God's work here because she <laughs> is going to bring Pete his PS two, and if this is happening in late October. 2002 that means he might be playing sly cooper which
0: (laughs) it's justifiable why he would want that ps2 post haste (laughs) immediately oh my god that's funny and so again okay we're at the talon things are happening things are unfolding i ask you again how the f does lana get any work done at that place like anything cuz everyone's always coming up to her interrupting her seducing her inappropriate like you know getting all up in her space yeah. and then she just kind of decides well fuck this job this job that i own the business and i'm pretty much the only employee i'm going to go look for Byron
1: yeah that's the the weird thing is like in last season we saw multiple different people also working at the Talon but this year just maybe just the way it's been shot or just the they forgot that there are other staff that work there yeah. like all of a sudden lana is literally the sole proprietor and worker and manager of this coffee shop that she is almost never at yeah like, she has to f- fucking go like what hours does it keep
0: <laughs> they're probably the most random hours ever I can almost assure you, and yeah, she just like fucks off whenever she wants. So I'm like, well, it must be nice to be a business owner, like hoping that nobody steals all your supplies and shit. Like, holy god! But yeah, no, I, um, I like, I assume there are other employees. But my running joke is just that, like Lana just runs her own freaking business and willy nilly throws caution a... to the wind.
1: <laughs> until until proven otherwise, we're just gonna go with that as canon. Like that's yeah, we just are. canonically as I true. Love it. Perfect. Just like, just like we're going with, it's canonically true that uh, Daddy can't fucks.
0: Oh, oh, and I'm sure he does it hard, <laughs> <laughs> without mercy.
1: Oof. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Lana goes to the graveyard and finds Byron hanging around his old grave, dressed like Liquid Snake. <laughs> his fucking trench coat and like no shirt underneath.
0: Yep, 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 yep. He was looking he was looking pretty good in that little shot there, Mr. Interview with a yeah. vampire. So
1: the thing that they were doing with his forehead was like the thing that they did with in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, whenever the vampires were in like vamp mode.
0: Yeah. They would like
1: get like the weird forehead yes. look, right?
0: And that's, I think that's where I kind of got, like, as he was transforming that first time, I was like, okay, he's either a daytime vampire or a daytime werewolf, or some combination of the two, because he was, like, mutating, and yeah, when his eyebrows did the thing, I couldn't remember, but you're right, it is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and that's what gave me, like, super vampire vibes, so yeah, you're 100% right, totally.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he's, like, and he obviously gets, like, super strong, but, like, you know, it's, yeah, he, and It's like she's trying to reason with him, but he just gets, like, weirdly aggressive immediately.
0: Oh, Uh, and did did you notice the part where he's totally trying to S.A. her?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: my goodness gracious me.
1: He's like, I want you, and I'm going to take you. (laughs)
0: And she's even like, no! And, you know, he he wasn't about to take no for an answer, so thank and, God she freaking got out of that situation. Well,
1: she didn't really so much get out of it as he threw her against a giant gravestone and knocked her ass out.
0: Oh, yeah. And, yeah, then, you're ran right. you're and right. then ran away. And then ran away. Yeah, Clark wasn't even there to, like, save her. He's really just, like, letting her go on her own, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I think the writer's room were, like, writing, and they're like, wait a minute. We should have him not do that
0: yeah <laughs> maybe because, a little essay is a little too deep for this show y-
1: yeah i mean yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah so was, he- the
1: the next scene is that one i because I, I got ahead of myself a little bit earlier about like lex and clark having their chat at the uh, yes. at the mansion yeah. but it kind of ends off with the helicopter landing and like Kent Clark being like oh my family doesn't fly much
0: <laughs> and Martha's about to get like the fir- the, the the grade a freaking lesson on how to fly in crisis mode apparently
1: yeah like and they're getting so they're getting ready to take off and everything seems fine and Bob the pilot's like getting everything going and then out of nowhere the incredible sulk shows up
0: <laughs> and starts like ripping down the helicopter it's so dramatic like it makes it seem like the helicopter is gonna crash like it was actually a little bit nail bity for a couple minutes i knew nothing was gonna happen but like you yeah. know you get a little nervous a little concern a kiss around it and mm-hmm. then yeah freaking byron pops up in his little um uh What what's his name? Spike, Spike looking face there, his vampire face. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Clark, of course, then he like shows up once the helicopter kinda flumps to the the ground and Lionel flies out. And then Martha's like trying to shield him from, you know, harm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Lionel's trying to be like he's trying to figure out what the fuck is happening because he can hear whooshing and like throwing around and like he knows that Clark got attacked too.
0: And Byron, um, but, Byron is shouting at him like, "You ruined my life! Like, you did this. This is your fault." And Lionel's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like,
1: I don't even know who you are. He yeah. like Thanos is him.
0: Yeah, don't hate the play. I hate the game. <laughs>
1: uh, but, uh, so at some point, like Clark's looking around, he's like, "How do I do this?" He fucking uh, chucks him himself and uh, Byron down a well, and like he's kind of like gets him in the dark and kind of turns him. Uh, back into Bruce Wanner.
0: <laughs> 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 and that's and that's like the end of it. It's the most unepic like fight scene ever, I guess. Like Byron's not really like a violent person; he's not like a villain per se. So I guess there didn't really need to be like an intense fight, but like I was expecting a little bit more. I was expecting there, a are, more.
1: there are a crazy number of instances where Clark how Clark ends a fight is by throwing somebody and then they go through like a bunch of barrels or like through a wall and then yeah. they're just knocked out and then that's just they just cut to the end and he's like well glad that's over <laughs> on to next week and it's like and there's a lot of that
0: it's too bad like i guess that's one thing i think i like that they've kind of up to the ante with with the new CW shows is that even though sometimes you do get like your baddie of the week, there's like always that overlying kind of villain for the entirety of the season that they'll still yeah. have a couple of epic battles here and there with, but nothing is solved until usually the end of the season. So like, yeah, this, this whole baddie of the week thing, like it, it's getting old, like pretty, pretty quickly. Cause it wraps up so fast, but it, it is yeah. Fun.
1: And that's the thing is they do. So there is like the overarching story of like Clark trying to maintain his secret and Pete now knows, but, like, also he's trying to repair his relationship with Lana, but he can't because Mm -hmm. she can't trust him. Um, And then Chloe is just, like, enjoying everyone's pain. Uh, (laughs) And is Lionel blind still? Who knows? Um, and, And all this other stuff. But, like, yeah, in terms of, like, the conflict of the episode almost always comes down to some random dude who either finds out Clark's secret
0: mm-hmm.
1: or dies because mm-hmm. he finds out the secret or uh is made to look insane because they're like oh he stopped me with his superpowers and I'm like yeah, yeah 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 and they all get <laughs> locked up in Belle Reve and they eventually escape or whatever because yeah. you know it's just a mental hospital it's not like the raft or yeah. like <laughs> arkham asylum or anything like that
0: right i mean i guess i do i do forget a little bit too often i'll it, it'll grow on me eventually but i do forget that this is still like young clark kent they're teenagers there's going to be high school problems and things like that it's not so much like oh the world is ending in every season for right now it's just clark getting yeah, through like we haven't the worst, we haven't even gotten
1: to the point where like aquaman and green arrow are going to show up yet
0: oh i'm so stoked for when that happens i'm very excited to get to those seasons so
1: it's a ways off yet but we'll right. we'll get there
0: i'll be patient. um
1: we'll get there eventually friends yeah. uh so the next thing is I, it is just byron's hotel room and he's just or, or not hotel room hospital <laughs> room. hotel hotel room he's just in a hotel now uh, yeah, he's he's in the hospital and Clark gives him a book of limericks that he like bought at the dollar store
0: <laughs> he's like and it's like 100 of the world's best limericks and so the yeah. only one I can think of is there once was a whore from Nantucket <laughs> <laughs> that's the yep. only limerick I can think of that would be famous
1: <laughs> and I think probably the other 99 are just versions of
0: that <laughs> pretty much different ways to rhyme with Nantucket <laughs> yeah oh god and then yeah so then and then lana comes in and she mentions he like you know byron's like oh my god i'm so sorry like you know i never meant to hurt you that wasn't me and lana was like oh it's it's totally fine like you know i i really should have um you know been a little bit more safe about coming after you like a friend reminded me and then she like looks at clark so like, the wound is slowly kind of healing, it looks like. Like, she's she's yeah. kind of realized that maybe at times Clark knows what he's talking about. Because he, like, throughout the entire episode, Lana's taking his reluctance to, like, include her in everything. Because she's mad that they went to, and broke Byron out of his house. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. you cut me out, like, you a-hole. And he, like, is upset when she wants to go after him and all this stuff. So Clark throughout the episode keeps saying, like, it's not safe for you. Like, it's a very dangerous situation, but she's taking it as like, you don't trust me. Like, it's more of this, like, you're not being honest with me. You're not trusting me. Like, this is getting stupid. So I think... The, the the uh interaction with her and byron like at the end kind of knocked a little sense into her <laughs> get it not <Knocked> sense thrown <laughs> <into> the <laughs> <wall>.
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was you could say she had a grave misunderstanding
0: Ah, uh, but don't bumps. <laughs> uh but
1: yeah. there's like, it, it's really awkward at the end though because like byron's like can i see your hand and then they're just <laughs> holding hands I and mean, then clark's just in the background like I'm going uh, to head out.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> this is awkward.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, there's a scene at the mansion where Lionel is just starting to talk to Lex, and Lex being like, uh, so uh, Lionel's like, Clark's kind of an interesting man, isn't young man, isn't he? And then uh, Martha comes in and... We find out that she has convinced him maybe maybe she didn't convince him, but she she let he allowed her to believe that she convinced him to look into this uh, this thing for Byron.
0: Yeah because she basically said like oh, it's gonna cost you way less money in the end uh, and it's gonna like clean up your public image essentially.
1: yeah, it, it's putting out a one PR nightmare.
0: yes. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah. So, and she's like so like nonchalant about it. Like she's very much enjoying her job, you can tell. And then she pieces out. And you can yeah. tell that again, Lex is like, he kind of knows that Lionel is up to something. He obviously like just doesn't know what yet. Yeah. Um, but he's like, oh, be careful, Dad. Like, she might uh, curtail, like, your intentions, whatever they may be. Like, she might make you less of a dick. <laughs> like, be careful. Yeah, he
1: kind of busts his balls a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, my God. And, and, so, and, yeah. So then we get the the Clark and Lana scene at the end. Yeah. Where instead of in the barn, uh, you know, surrounded by hay, they're out in the field surrounded by hay.
1: Yeah, by the truck, by the blue truck.
0: By the blue truck, that's right. Um, And yeah, he's got that book of, like, sonnets in his back pocket and and stuff like that. So you can tell that this is definitely, like, a scene where they're going to try to... find some solid ground but it doesn't yeah like it doesn't really go that way they don't really make up they obviously like just agree to disagree by the end of it
1: yeah it's sort of it's well it's one of those things where like at least so she gives him a little bit of credit when he like she she notices the book and he's like she's like so what do you think and he's just like yeah not for me
0: Mm -hmm. yeah he's at
1: least honest about that but she is like look if if there if you want if you don't want to miss out on something great, you need to be open with people. You need to trust people and need to let people in because otherwise, how can you ever have what everyone has?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? and Clark, Clark tries to dodge it by being like, "Well, what if the truth is like too intense, or like what if they can't handle it and something?" And and you're right. Then Lana's like, "Well, then you could be missing out on something great." So, like. Yeah. 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 So, so again, it's the whole episode is basically just a giant revolving like metaphor of like keeping secrets. Right. So this is the other thing about why the episode is not about nothing. <laughs> it's, you know, again, it, you have uh, the, this fucked up family who's hiding their son away. And then you've got him secretly escaping to leave love letters for Lana. You've got Clark continuing to hold his secrets. You like, it's just secret, 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 secrets. All over the place. Just crazy secrets, so.
1: Yeah. And I guess, I i mean, I just, like, uh, of the episodes of this season, mm-hmm. th- it's definitely the worst episode. But it's not bad. It's just not great compared to what we've seen prior to this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I agree with that. It, it didn't, to me, it didn't really do anything. Like, it didn't. Yeah there was no real point to the episode aside from like, maybe like I say, like addressing the secrets. But other than that, like, I don't really think it really filled any other need for anything. Cause like Clark, Clark didn't learn anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it really is the whole Clark uh, being like admonished for by Lana for not being straight with her is just like, It's, yeah, we get it. Uh, It's, and and honestly, like, it was good to see that, like you said, you made that point about what if Clark had been found by that family or just Clark seeing how bad things could have been for him Mm
0: -hmm. if
1: the shoe was on the other foot Yeah, um, and getting some empathy for it. But ultimately, like, if I'm going to rate it out of uh, five for some reason, barking dogs, I'm going to give it two full-sized barking dogs and then a little tiny yapping dog.
0: <laughs> Just one small chihuahua. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, okay, well, you are definitely much more generous with this one because I would only give it one barking dog and his big old turd. Uh, out of five, that's all it gets because like I say, <laughs> Clark didn't learn anything. There was like the, the the enemy of the week wasn't really an enemy. It felt to me yeah. like it was it was a filler episode. It was just like well. Lana and Clark have to find some freaking solid ground. So let's just throw in like a shitty B story that kind of coincides with it and just call it a day. Like that's kind of how it felt to me. So, and we know that we're never going to see Byron again. Like, so he lives, in Smallville, <laughs> lives in Smallville, like now is going to get treatment for his disease or whatever. We're never going to hear from him again.
1: <laughs> never, ever again. And yeah, it's just sort of, yeah. It's just sort of like, Again, like actually, like I don't remember, but I'm almost certain we never see him again.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure not. Because again, he's he was the he was the enemy of the week, right? So the freak yeah. of the week. So he he yeah. won't be coming back. So, but I mean, maybe that's for <sighs> the best. Maybe that's for the best because he wasn't. that Yeah,
1: good. yeah. But we wonder uh, what did what did everybody else think of this episode? So you should let us know um, on Twitter at SaveUsPod or. Uh, leave us a message on Anchor you just click on the link uh, you can find that at, uh, uh, on our Twitter page uh, but you can also just go to anchor.fm save us and you can find it there and also you can find me on Twitter uh, but you don't have to so uh, <laughs> you can try to find Ashley instead
0: uh, no you can find us both so yeah, even if I'm... You can find me on Twitter uh, at gamermom.ca. You can also find me on Twitch at gamermom.ca. You can also now subscribe to uh, my little YouTube channel where I did a very fun unboxing video uh, this week of an amazing... Oh, my God. It's so... It's so... I can't even... I don't know where to put her yet. But anyways, yeah. You can definitely follow us all there, but absolutely follow the Save Us Pod page 100%. Tell all your friends, tell all your family, anybody that likes Smallville, superman don't matter just send yeah. them our way send them yeah. our way.
1: and like they you know ratings and reviews actually do matter because it it's just how especially on apple Podcasts, it's how uh things kind of surface themselves for people that are looking for new shows mm-hmm. so if somebody who is already listening to talkville uh happens to scroll like even half a page down from that podcast mm-hmm. they'll find ours Yes. And uh, if you want something that is further ahead or you've already listened to, you've already watched the episode that they're going to cover, we already did season one. You can just go back. You can just listen to those two.
0: That's we're, right.
1: They're all there for you. Um, and we are, yeah, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep doing this.
0: Oh, yeah. We're going to make it That's to the end. That's a that's a threat to end a promise. Um, I'm assuming because I think every season has roughly like what twenty two to twenty five episodes a season, something around there between twenty. That's and about twenty
1: one. I think the later seasons they start to get into that modern TV thing of like between thirteen and sixteen episodes. Oh, okay. I think All there's right. an episode. There's a season that aired during the writer's strike, and I think that one oh. ends up being shorter.
0: Okay. All right. Um, okay.
1: Yeah. But- uh,
0: I basically yeah. I basically summed it up to being like this is gonna be a five year long podcast if we do an episode every week. God damn. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. We I mean if we get if we ever get to a point where people are giving us money for this show, then maybe we would do more than one a week, but I don't know about that.
0: Yeah. Or we'll explore other facets of nerd culture and all mm-hmm. the things super nerdy and amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. So give
0: us money. Give us all your money. Which is <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. And, laughs> you know,
1: anyways. Anyways, so what are we what are we watching next week?
0: I would love to tell you what we're watching next week, Paul. Just hold on because I took the synopsis away. Hang on. One that? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Listen up. Listen up, everyone. Because next week we're going to be reviewing episode six called Redux. Now, because the farm is in financial trouble, even though Martha just got a fucking job, Martha asks her estranged father, William Clark, for help. Clark is thrilled at the prospect of meeting his grandfather, but Clark's forced reunion doesn't go as planned because of an argument between Jonathan and William. Meanwhile, Lana discovers an old photograph that suggests her father may still be alive. What? Um, Wow. I'm excited. I can't wait. I, this is definitely going to be, I'm assuming, a very heavy Daddy Daddy Kent uh, episode, and I'm here for it.
1: It is going to be Daddy Issues, the oh. episode.
0: Hoo-hoo, I'm going to watch it at least three times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Oof. Oh, God. And on that note, somebody save us.